Welcome to Crime, Corruption, and Cocktails, the true crime podcast where we look at cases of corruption and negligence and examine their historical and cultural implications. Today, I'm drinking a vodka lemonade. What do you have, Del? I am drinking a tequila sunrise. We are continuing to focus on scammers and fraudsters on this week's episode as we dive into the wild story of the tender swindler. This is the nickname given to Simon Lavayev, who between 2017 and 2019 allegedly conned an estimated $10 million from victims using various Ponzi schemes and the dating app Tinder. Lavayev was born Simon Hyatt in 1990 in Israel. At the age of 15, he moved to Brooklyn, New York, in the United States with his family's friends, who later accused him of misusing their credit cards. According to interviews done by Felicity Morris, Lavayev has been committing minor cons like check fraud since he was a teenager. He later changed his legal name from Simon Hyatt to Simon Leviev, using the surname Leviev to pretend he was related to Lev Leviev, an Israeli businessman known as the quote-unquote King of Diamonds. In 2011, Simon was charged in Israel with theft, forgery, and fraud for cashing stolen checks. According to reports, he stole a checkbook belonging to a family while babysitting their child and another while working as a handyman at their home. He never showed up in court and escaped the country across the border into Jordan with a fake passport and fled further into Europe. In 2012, he was indicted by an Israeli court in charge with theft and forgery of checks, as well as leaving a five-year-old he was babysitting unattended. In 2015, he was arrested in Finland and was sentenced to three years in prison for defrauding several women. When arrested in Finland, he claimed he was an Australian man born in 1978 and was found with two forged Israeli passports, three forged Israeli driver's licenses, two forged Israeli flight permits, and five forged American Express credit cards. Simon traveled around Europe pretending to be different people. He exported several women in Germany using the name Michael Bilton. He also presented himself as the son of Russian-Israeli diamond mogul Lev Levayev using the dating app Tinder to contact women as Levayev and tricked them into loaning him money that he never repaid. He would charm women with lavish gifts, taking them to dinners on private jets, using money he borrowed from other women he previously conned. He would later pretend he was being targeted by his quote-unquote enemies, often sending the same messages and images, pretending that his bodyguard was attacked, asking his victims to help him financially. They would often take out bank loans and new credit cards in order to help. He would then use the money gained through the deception to lure new victims while essentially operating a Ponzi scheme. Later, he would pretend to repay his victims by sending forged documents showing fake bank transfers. In 2019, he was arrested by Interpol in Greece after using a forged passport. Later that year, he was sentenced to 15 months in prison in Israel, but was released five months later as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. According to the Times of Israel, in 2020, he pretended to be a medical worker to get the COVID-19 vaccine early. 
Hyatt is also wanted for various fraud and forgery offenses by Norway, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and Spain. In an interview with CNN on February 21st, 2022, he denied defrauding the women, claiming that he was just, quote, a single guy who wanted to meet some girls on Tinder, end quote. In February 2022, attorneys for the Leviev family filed a criminal complaint against Hyatt with the Tel Aviv Magistrates Court for libelous publications infringing privacy and violating trademark orders. In July 2022, they filed another criminal complaint against Hyatt for damaging the family's name. The hearing of the Leviev family's complaint was postponed after the Israeli prosecutor's office sent a request to postpone the hearing on the grounds that Simon Leviev is the focus of a criminal investigation for the same offenses. In 2022, Netflix released a video documentary, The Tender Swindler, which describes his story as told by some of his victims. According to the Washington Post, following the release of the documentary, Tender banned Simon from their app. He is also banned from other apps under Match Group Inc., including Match.com, Plenty of Fish, and OkCupid. Simon was in a relationship with Israeli model Kate Collin. The two continued to be together even after the Netflix show came out. However, the two have since broken up and Kate has accused Simon of borrowing money from her and emotionally abusing her with similar tactics that he used on his other victims. Jenny, what are your thoughts on the tender swindler, Simon Leviath? What a horrible, horrible person. We said that before we started recording. It makes me so mad to see people do stuff like this. I feel bad for people, the women especially, and anyone that's part of like a dating scam. I think we can judge people all we want, but some people are really swept away by what they think is love. Some are maybe insecure and like scared to be alone, so they put up with more than they should. We see that a lot on 90 Day Fiance, if anyone watches that. This is definitely different from other like dating scam things that I've seen. Definitely more detailed and more thought is put into it. So it makes sense that it's gone on for so long in different countries, in different formats. And I understand why these women fell for it and for him. Part of me does, part of me doesn't. At the same time, he has stolen like so much money from them and I don't think it was like necessarily all this money at once. So that is probably what made them fall for it as well. But he has really not been held accountable. And that is what really makes me mad. And again, someone that's like a scammer for life. He is never going to change. I don't think he thinks he's doing anything wrong. And I would love to see him really be like put in jail for a long period of time and maybe that would change him how you don't get so confused and like trapped in your web of lies I definitely would if I was doing stuff like this and yeah to me there are just some people that are always going to be scamming lying that's their nature and he is without a doubt one of those people to me what do you think I definitely agree with everything that you said I think that You have people who get off on hurting and manipulating other people. And I definitely think that he falls into that category. I also feel really bad for the victims. They were individuals that were just looking to find a connection with another person. And they thought they had found that. 
and it turns out that this was a person that just wanted to use and abuse them financially and according to his girlfriend emotionally as well. I definitely recommend that people watch the Netflix special. You hear from the victims and just the different ways that he would lie to them and really gaslight them. And I know that term is typically overused, but I think that in the actual way to use that term, he definitely fits it. He is someone who I don't think he knows how to tell the truth. I don't think that he knows how to take any accountability for his actions. And like you said, if given the opportunity, I think that he will continue to do this. And I don't even know if prison would change someone like this. Because even when asked about it, he says things like, I'm just, you know, trying to meet some girls on Tinder. When he knows full well that there were other things going on and other motivations that he had for connecting with these women, which was very different than what they were looking for. So I definitely have no sympathy for him whatsoever. And it's unfortunate that a lot of his victims are still digging themselves out of the financial hole that he put them into. Simon was accused of using his romantic activities to fuel a Ponzi scheme and finance his lifestyle. We're going to look into what a Ponzi scheme is and what are the warning signs that an investment opportunity may be too good to be true. A Ponzi scheme is a form of fraud that lures investors and pays profits to earlier investors with funds from more recent investors. In a Ponzi scheme, a con artist offers investments that promise very high returns with little or no risk to their victims. The returns are said to originate from a business or secret idea run by the con artist. In reality, the business does not exist or the idea doesn't work in the way it is described. The con artist pays the high returns promised to earlier investors by using money obtained from later individuals. Instead of engaging in a legitimate business activity, the con artist attempts to attract new investors to make the payments that were promised to earlier investors. The operator of the scheme also diverts clients' funds for the operator's personal use. It was named after an Italian businessman, Charles Ponzi. The scheme leads victims to believe that profits are coming from legitimate business activities, such as product sales or successful investments, and they remain unaware of the full scope of the situation. With little or no legitimate earnings, Ponzi scheme requires, with little or no legitimate earnings, Ponzi schemes require a constant flow of new money to survive. When it becomes hard to recruit new investors or when large number of existing investors cash out, the scheme collapses. As a result, most investors end up losing all or much of their money they invested. In some cases, the operator of the scheme may simply disappear with the money. According to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, many Ponzi schemes share characteristics that should be quote-unquote red flags for investors. 
high investment returns with little or no risk. Every investment carries some degree of risk and investments yielding higher returns typically involve more risk. Any quote unquote guaranteed invested any quote-unquote guaranteed investment opportunity should be considered suspect. Overly consistent returns. Investment values tend to go up and down over time, especially those offering potentially high returns. An investment that continues to generate regularly positive returns regardless of overall market condition is considered suspicious. Then there's unregistered investments. Ponzi schemes typically involve investments that have not been registered with financial regulators like the SEC or the FCA. Registration is important because it provides investors with access to key information about the company's management, products, services, and finances. And then there's unlicensed sellers. In the U.S., federal and state securities laws require that investment professionals and their firms be licensed or registered. Most Ponzi schemes involve unlicensed individuals or unregistered firms. There's also secretive or complex strategies, investments that cannot be understood or on which no complete information can be found or obtained are considered suspicious. Issues with paperwork is another. Account statement errors may be a sign that funds are not being invested as promised. And finally, difficulty receiving payments. Investors should be suspicious of cases where they don't receive a payment or have difficulty cashing out. Ponzi scheme promoters sometimes try to prevent participants from cashing out by offering even higher returns for staying put. Jenny, what are your overall opinions on Ponzi schemes? And do you think that they would ever go away as more people become aware of this type of fraud? It makes me really mad and sad seeing Ponzi schemes. I'm glad more people are talking about them. I don't know if they were will ever fully go away because I think people really do. I mean, people enjoy investing for many reasons, but I think there will always be like a lack of education around investments and finances in this country, at least, that makes it makes people vulnerable to stuff like this. I would hope that maybe less people will fall for it. I know, I think like for millennials, like MLM multi-level marketing schemes, people are really like aware of those and very critical of those. So maybe we can see it go the way of that. But I think there will unfortunately always be people that fall into these schemes for various reasons. I mean, some people, you know, some people, this is like their livelihood and they think they're doing the right thing for themselves. And then, you know, their savings are all gone. And it it just makes me so sad to see. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. And it's one of those things where you're taking well-intentioned people who are looking to either increase their financial, you know, security, they're trying to have more money invested for retirement, or it could be a thing of it's part of the companies that they work for, other things that they invest in, and that corporation has put money into a Ponzi scheme and the individual doesn't even know, and they end up losing a lot of their money. I think that instead of going away, Ponzi schemes are just going to form into different types of fraud. You definitely have the 
crypto space that is creating a lot of fraud. You have NFTs that are fraudulent as well in a lot of cases. I think that as technology changes and grows, fraudsters just find a different way to manipulate people. And I think that as people become more aware of one fraudster, sort of like bacteria or a virus, fraudsters just find a different way to have people part with their money. Unfortunately, some people use romantic relationships as a way to manipulate others and pull them into criminal activity. When a person uses an offer of love or companionship as a means of connecting with a victim, this is called the lover boy method. The lover boy method involves a pimp, sex trafficker, or abuser targeting vulnerable, poor, and often young women with the impression of creating a romantic relationship. Lover boys are human traffickers who usually operate by trying to make young girls or boys fall in love with them. Sometimes they manipulate young people in other ways. Once they have victims under their influence, they exploit them, for instance, in the sex industry. Traditionally, a lover boy seduces young, vulnerable girls and boys over a lengthy period of time in order to exploit them sexually later on. This practice is being used less and less. Nowadays, lover boys resort more quickly and frequently to threatening their victims using blackmail and violence. The lover boy will seduce the girls with kind gestures, love bombing, attention, and gifts. Everything about the relationship seems too good to be true. These people will try to make their victims believe that they can offer them a better life. They are deceived only to be sexually exploited and abused later on. The internet and social media are playing an increasing role in this phenomenon. For instance, social media provides lover boys with much greater scope for establishing contact with victims and gathering information about vulnerable boys and girls. This makes it easier for them to force their young victims into the sex industry. In 2022, internet personality Andrew Tate was accused of using this method to lure women into participating in his cam girl business. His arrest and continued detention brought more attention to the tactics of human traffickers. On December 29, 2022, Andrew and his brother Tristan were arrested in Romania along with two women. All four are suspected of human trafficking and forming an organized crime group. Romanian police allege that the group coerced victims into creating paid pornography for social media. On March 31st, 2023, all four were moved to house arrest while the investigation continues. No indictment has been filed yet, and prosecutors have said they have until late June to send the case to trial. Jenny, what do you think of the Loverboy method, Andrew Tate, and his alleged use of the Loverboy method to lure victims into pornography? It's incredibly vile. Andrew Tate as a human being is vile, and I hope he goes to jail and he stays there for a very long time. It's upsetting. And like I was saying earlier, it makes me so sad seeing people be so used and abused because of love, quote unquote love, I'll say. Because some people are very vulnerable and insecure and think this is what they deserve and that makes them easy to prey upon for these types of like criminal activity and just abuse in general, verbal 
emotional, physical, all of that. And to see it particularly happen with young people is really upsetting to me. And I don't know a ton about Andrew Tate. I've seen like a handful of videos because frankly, I don't want to know more about him. It just makes me so angry that he has a platform and such a large group of followers that he has manipulated into thinking stuff like this is acceptable and all right. And speaking of scammers, he is a scammer with that university that he has. Now, I don't know if you know like more about it than me to be able to word it, but he is a scammer with his business ventures. And you had previously said about how like people will always find ways to manipulate others and like use things like the internet and like changing times and resources to their advantage. And this is a prime example of it. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. I think Andrew Tate is one of those internet phenomenons that breeds real world consequences. And it's so sad that so many people have fell into his trap. When it comes to the lover boy method, it's definitely something that is wrong. And I hope that more people become aware of it and people receive a guide on how to make sure that they are avoiding it. For Andrew Tate, you were describing Hustlers University, which was essentially a scam. And it was a scam that used affiliate marketing where people were essentially promoting his business so that they could get a cut of whatever fees that someone was paying. I think it was like 40 or $50 a month. And you were supposed to receive like guidance and advice from Andrew Tate and other individuals that termed themselves as high value or high status individual. I definitely think that Andrew Tate is in the kind of like incel culture that we've talked about before. I just think that he just takes a more overly masculine, overly like machismo facade to it. I know that they had shut down Hustlers University, but he's likely continuing the scam in a different way. When it comes to his webcam business, it's definitely a situation where not everyone that is participating in it is someone that wants to be there. There's other accusations that he has committed sexual assault and other um, manipulation tactics to not only get the women to come over to his home, his compound, as they describe it, but also using violence to keep them there. I think that it's definitely one of those things where you can look at the people that are associated with Andrew Tate, um, most Notably, it's like far right people, MGTOW or men go their own way people and other people that just seek to tear people down, especially women. I think that Andrew Tate's whole brand is him being a extreme misogynist and someone who is willing to use any method, any tactics, any strategy to take from other people 
things that they don't want to give up. I think that his alleged use of the lover boy method is no surprise to me because he's definitely someone along with his brother who seek to find how people are vulnerable and what's the easiest way to connect with others and then take advantage of them. So I agree with you. I definitely hope that he goes to jail. I hope that they're able to build a strong case against him and his brother and whomever else helped him commit these offenses and essentially run a sex trafficking ring that was publishing pornography of unwilling participants. That wraps up this week's case. Thank you for listening. Let us know in the comments what you think about the Tinder swindler. You can read more about this case and how to support us in the links below. We will be back next week with a brand new episode focused on the fast food strip search scam. As always, stay safe.